Welcome to episode 17, 17 of Gaming Fix, the first best only gaming podcast that's internationally recorded by six, sometimes seven awesome internet friends uh, about video games. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about several video games. Uh, we're then going to do a little quiz. And then afterwards, we're going to have kind of a closing thoughts where we're all going to kind of maybe talk about something that we're thinking about games-wise, news, previews, etc. Um, instead of kind of going through a set news cycle as we have done previously. Trying to do something a bit different, make a nice polished short podcast for everybody. Polished, definitely, with a capital P. <laughs> uh, so I am your uh, chairman, Sam Harrison. We've also got with us today, Alex. I drank way too much orange juice right before this. And Allison? Uh, I have not had any orange juice today, but that sounds actually really good. Andre, also, we need an orange juice update. Uh, uh, I don't have any orange juice, and also I hope everyone is ready to talk about our game of the month, since it's the last Friday, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 HD Remix. Again, the second time someone has held that game up to a a, uh, camera this month. (laughs) (laughs) It's our game of the month. It was the first time, like a warning show, like, don't let your children play this game. They'll say it's simple and clean, but it's not. Uh, it's got the simple and clean face mod. <laughs> Good. Uh, we've also got Erica. Hi. Um, I don't drink orange juice because Why it not? gives me stomach aches. Oh. Okay. That's fair. You should uh, orange juice if you have a hangover because it will give you a really bad headache. Like, does it not give any everybody else stomach aches every time I say that? Like, he's like, why? It's like it makes me feel horrible. Could be acid no, reflux. I just don't like it. I like all juice. <laughs> Pat, our best boy. I like all juice. I'm currently drinking a grape juice right now. Yeah. We barely get that over here. It's extremely rare. And only white grape juice. Wait, mm. Pat, every every juice, including like uh, cranberry? Yeah. Good juice. Mm-hmm. Cranberry juice is, juice is great. I don't like juice. Very good. I don't like grapefruit. That's the one. I like it in cocktails. Okay, and we have a special guest today. Uh, Let's move move swiftly along. Uh, (laughs) Straight to the juice press. Uh, We've got Cheska. Hello. Hello. Um, Thank you for having me here. (laughs) Safe to say you're our biggest fan, I think. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Cheska. Are you I have trying- to say Pat is not our biggest fan, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it used to be Erica's, what was it, your mom, Erica? My grandma. Your grandma, sorry. <laughs> That's your grandma still listen? Wait, no. So- <laughs> she <laughs> she can't see us anymore, so she doesn't want to see it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Ch- she was Jessica, really what time is it there, and what time is it for you, Andre? Are you in the same time, time zone? It's 7-11 uh, a.m. Yeah, for me, it's 6, 11 a.m. Oh, wow. You're more dedicated to this than I am. When they try and make me get up before or do this before 7, I say nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for getting out of bed. 
and uh, I'd like to thank myself for staying out of bed because I'm quite tired. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, I have been told by the group that we've got three games that we're going to be discussing this week. Um, I figured we should go into the most relevant and uh, most new and most interesting game on the blocks, which I've written in my notes as Harry Potter Mobile Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's not wrong. <laughs> So, uh, Pat, Alison, and Erica, you've all uh, been playing this game this week. Uh, yeah. I actually played 10 minutes of this game and was like, this is trash, and deleted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, that's probably the smart thing to do. Um, yeah, I did not so- do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still playing it. And I am like, I'm kind of going to probably play for at least a couple more weeks. Yeah. Are you see. Put any money into it yet? Oh, hell uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so basically, it's this new Harry Potter game, in case you don't know. Uh, it just launched this past week, uh, and it's mobile only. Um, and so basically, you're a student at Hogwarts, and it's supposed to go through all seven years. Um, I don't know if they've actually made all seven years because it's so slow to get through. It seems like but, three are unlocked now, the first mm-hmm. three. Okay. That makes sense. Although there's a lot of stuff in the world that says it unlocks in year six, and I go, okay, sure. Let's see if you. Let's I guess see. I'll see you then. <laughs> I guess I'll see you in five years. Um, but basically, you're your own kind of OC going to Hogwarts, and you um, get set up, and and there's a whole mystery about your older brother and about um, these cursed vaults at Hogwarts. Yeah. So it's I, I think that the story itself is there and I, I generally like the new characters they've they've introduced and I think it's really clever that they're setting it when they are, which is basically uh after Harry's parents but before Harry. So it's just like kind of in that little sweet spot of Voldemort's gone but uh there's no and there's still a couple of characters that we know, like the teachers are there. Um but at the same time, it's it's you're not basically butting up against these other adventures. But the biggest issue is by far just the mobile bullshit. Yeah, specifically yeah. the energy system, which everybody agrees is the worst. Even the people who like this game agree it's the worst. So, with the energy system, right? With the energy system, you need to like use energy to do literally anything in this game. So it'll be like, okay, you're going to go learn this spell in your class right now. And it's like, okay, you have to do all these things, like like use five energy to go read and like use three energy to go listen to your friend. Why do I need to spend energy to take a break? There are a lot of those. There's like, okay, spend two energy to go take a break? How is that? How am I spending energy right now? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm mad about it. I feel like it'd be the one one thing if if you were spending energy, and um, there wasn't like a time limit. But a lot of the activities that you do have a pretty strict time limit. But you don't have enough energy if you're fully charged with energy to do it within that to do it right away. So you have to do spend all your energy, wait for the hour or so that a hour close to two hours it takes for it to recharge but then immediately jump back in because you don't want the time to run out because otherwise you just fail that activity and then you have to start all over and then you have to start it over <laughs> from the start so there have been times where i 
for example, last night I was setting up brewing a potion for the story bit. So it take it takes about like two and a half full charges of energy. So I set it up and then I accidentally fell asleep. And then I woke up and it's like, actually all that energy you spent is is not like worthless basically. Um, so it's like a lot of pl- little planning about your time and when you check in with the game, which is really frustrating. <laughs> yeah, because like I'll want to set up stuff to go like before I go to sleep, but it's like you can't because it's mm-hmm. like, do I want to start something that's three hours? I'm not going to stay awake for three hours, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. It's- and and there's a lot of weird little quirks about the system, like how you might say it might one of your objectives is you have to learn this particular spell, but you have to go in and do get five stars in that class first before you actually learn the spell, which you also have to spend five stars on. So it, it's a, learning a single spell might take you an entire day of yeah. checking back in and out. So it's like if you're not into mobile game nonsense i would stay away yeah it's it's kind of bullshit that like it's like your friend is like hey come meet me in the common room and then it's like oh actually you need to wait three hours before you can meet me in the common room or you can pay 40 gems (laughs) there's also stuff like like sometimes these challenge like the challenges where you're like spending energy to complete something it's like kind of a life or death situation and it's right. like oh, i'm out of energy i guess i'm just gonna struggle with this plant for two hours while i right. wait for my energy to refill and then the other that- thing is a lot of there's a lot of games that use the energy system as i'm sure everybody knows um but like in in like the marvel fighting game and in the star wars galaxy of heroes game that i actually it's like the only mobile game i keep up with um you you spend energy to do stuff like it's not as engaging as like a console game or something i'm not going to pretend that they're phenomenal games but like in the star wars one you spend energy to do a battle and then it's like a sort of like a light tactical turn-based battle that you play out and it's possible to lose and it gets kind of hard later on so this game you just spend energy to tap on things and then it fills a meter there's no gameplay in this thing whatsoever and like Um, there are duels there are duels. I, and I didn't get to the duels, so maybe that's rock paper scissors. It's not great. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's a, an element of there's a little bit of an element of strategy with the rock paper scissors and and with what you choose to do. Like it's a light, very very basic tactics. Sure. And then there's also a couple of conversation mechanics where you basically spend gold to have a conversation with your friend and then <laughs> level up their friendship and that's actually i kind of i kind of dig those because it feels like you have to really kind of understand who this person is and what response would work best for them i will say also about the the dialogue stuff especially when like being reprimanded by the teachers and stuff it super does not reward you for the types of responses I feel like I would naturally choose, which is normally like, let me take responsibility for what I'm getting in trouble for, say I'm sorry, and then move on. It's like, hey, actually, you just lost like 20 points for your house, and you probably should have just blamed it on somebody else instead. <laughs> also, right. It's Although I feel like that is, to an extent, kind of based off of the characters themselves. Like, there are a couple of times where I like you kind of have to figure out, okay, what kind of an asshole is Snape and what kind of response would he 
like we prefer when he's kind of the worst. Yeah, so that's I true. kind of get, get that because I feel like it does reward people who like Harry Potter. But even still, like they have occasional trivia questions that pop up, and they're so repetitive. And <laughs> like I, I think there's maybe five that pop up. <laughs> So it's kind of like, okay, so you just came up with the five basic trivia questions and that's about it. So also, uh, like, uh, I don't, I may have missed something. Like, I'm not, I, I very much like Harry Potter. I grew up with it. I have flown to Florida to go to the Harry Potter theme park. I bought a $40 wand to that <laughs> piece of plastic with an IR deflector at the end so that you can do the stupid magic tricks at the park. Like, I'm fairly into it. There's definitely characters in this game that should not be alive <laughs> when you're there. Like, major characters that, as far as I know, don't exist at the time that this game is purporting to take place. That's pretty great. Wait, so is this like a... Is J.K. Rowling involved at all, or is it like a weird fan fiction? Um... I mean, it's officially licensed, but I don't know how much she's actually done. She's probably taking a check. I don't think probably. She much anymore. <laughs> Did she write any Jews into it? <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus! Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. Like, oh my god. Also, I hope he isn't. as was, a, sorry, go ahead. You can finish. Mine's a completely. Just, just I was I was just like sitting there watching Dumbledore tell the story about how Harry Potter saved the world, and soon in a few years his kids will be at hogwarts and i was like you shouldn't be able to tell me this <laughs> no yeah he said that he that harry potter was just saved he's oh he, so it's place, like right after yeah. harry's parents oh, okay. died never mind yeah it takes place understood yeah i got the impression that that it was afterwards and i was like <laughs> Why are these people here? <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. I understand now why you were so confused. I was yeah. like, who's there that's not supposed to be there? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's some things also with like the cosmetic stuff. So this is a dumb gripe, but it's one that I have <laughs> where so you can kind of customize your character. There's certain things that unlock as you level up and you pay coins or you can pay like the premium currency, the gems, and all of the glasses cost gems and there is not one option for harry potter like round glasses and as somebody who just got harry potter round glasses i'm mad about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> i thought that was very odd because i was definitely like oh i should get glasses and then i, I was like oh i guess i i don't want to spend real money on this thing and <laughs> i'm not going to save up enough like gems with the meager ones that they give you in the game to actually do it. Uh, it it's just kind of disappointing because i was thinking about this earlier no matter what you do with a harry potter game it's going to be profitable like i don't mm -hmm, see yeah. a universe where this is would not be a profitable game but right now it feels so kind of half-hearted and almost like not quite predatory but like we're basically here to get a blatant cash grab of a game which is just really kind of a bummer because i feel like if you could put effort. I mean, I guess it's just one of those things where they put in minimum effort to get maximum money. But I feel like if you made a legitimately good game that people enjoyed, people be willing to get put money into it. I mean, I would. I don't if, like, if like I that liked this game, game. I would totally put money into it. But. I guess there's a PlayStation Move game. The Book of Wonder. Yeah. Well, yeah. There, was, there was also the Connect game that was basically Gears of War. Yeah, we only played all of Wonderbook, like start to finish. 
she's that big of a Harry Potter fan. <laughs> wow. I just I want to know. I want to be in the in a boardroom at some point when someone brings up like the idea of like you know what we could make is we could make a really cool open world Harry Potter RPG, and then everybody else in the room says no. Like I, I how think that hasn't happened. They, I think, right. but I think that's what like Portkey Games they're working on other games. This is just the first thing they're putting out. So I. Well, this is any indication. I don't know how they got like I guess what I mean more is like how come Ubisoft or EA or Activision hasn't like jumped on the idea of doing something like that it EA just made all the movie games I know so, I know yeah uh it just it seems like they're the fact that no one is willing to try to make the game that like everyone every Harry Potter fan wants is so strange to me because yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem like it would be i mean it would seem like it would be a lot of work but when you have when there's games like really really incredible open world games coming out like horizon and the witcher over the last several years and a host of other ones like the fact that someone couldn't have slapped harry potter onto it and design yeah. something similar is strange to me because like you were saying allison it would just like print money you think it's such it's, an easy sell do you think right. it's, it's too late for that though like because the movies are over the books are over well except for the movies are i mean yeah there's new movies like there's new movies but not books not 100 harry potter true actually i think that's why it makes sense to do something like that now because you could make a, a game that doesn't have harry potter in it uh because the media is kind of expanded i see your point though i mean that might be the thing that would scare a boardroom away from it but i just i don't know I mean, think that the fan base is so rabid for it too that you know that I think that no matter what there are going to be people who are going to pick up anything Harry Potter period. right yeah right it's it, it I, I mean I can definitely see why they would make like a crummy cash in game because I, every Harry Potter is trying to play it but I, I I just know that there's a lot of people that immediately got to that point there's like a point where one of the, the the main villain character locks you in a closet with a dangerous plant and you have to and, and like every uh-huh. single person it's designed so that you'll get stuck there yep. every single person gets stuck there and it's like 15 minutes in the game and it's it's just ridiculous that so many people just kind of are like well this seems like kind of some bullshit so time to delete it N- I, I, it's also like narratively that's a sequence when she locks you in a closet with a killer plant and like when you come out of it hagrid's like eh, you need proof you can't prove that she did it and like so it's no use i, I was, I was almost figure. murdered yeah like and someone then, tried to kill me and then not yeah. only that but like a little while after not immediately after you like go off and like sneak around with her still like overhear some teachers talking and like okay you just tried to murder me like a yeah. second ago and now we're like you know buddies trying to find out about these vaults together i guess amazing um does yeah. all of it take place in hogwarts or does it like go to hogsmeade or anything like that uh, I yeah, think that starts in um it starts like in a uh Diagon Alley um and you're like buying your your stuff ahead of time but I don't know if it's going to end up in Hogsmeade. I don't know, Alice. I think it does. I I think I saw that it um that's one of those locations that unlocks later in the game. Um presumably third year, but we'll see <laughs> if we ever get there. Yeah. Um but it, I, yeah, it, it's pretty much mostly Hogwarts at this point. Mm-hmm. 
And also it's very limited at the start for your first year. Like there are references to other classes, but you pretty much just go to charms class, potions and flying class. So it's very, it's like referencing, but there's like one point where they're like, boy, I don't feel like I've learned anything in defense against the dark arts this year. It's like, <laughs> because you haven't showed us any of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's, 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 which is, it's, I mean, it feels kind of like it's a, in supposed, I don't know if it's supposed to be a tutorial or not, because it just feels like it's trying to ramp up to into things, but it's very slow about it. Yeah, like I'll say also though that I'm weirdly kind of invested in the story. Like I kind of want to know what, right? <laughs> it, I, I kind of like want to know what happens. That's that's the thing that happens for me with Harry Potter all the time, though. Like I did not really like the. I haven't seen it as a play, but I read the book for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, and I didn't really like it. But I read it within about a two day span because I was like, I need to know how it ends, though. It was so bad. <laughs> It's real bad. It's yeah, real like, bad. I think if I don't end up finishing this game, I will at least read a synopsis of the, the story because I want to know. I will I tell you all the story. <laughs> I don't think that the plot in the game is very good, but I think that it's the, the, the actual prose is written pretty well for the, the dialogue and stuff. So I can see how that would lead you towards investment. I think that the like... Well, as soon as it was like the, oh, my brother got expelled from Hogwarts for trying to find these these hidden vaults, and now I'm everyone just like looks at me funny while I'm here and stuff. <laughs> I was like, this is a kind of a retread. That's how I felt. Um, but it's also written pretty well, the dialogue itself. So I can see how if you how you could get into it if you get invested enough. Yeah, and I think that the focus there is on relationships between your characters is really kind of nice it's pretty shallow mm -hmm. i think it's not like um you know there's no bioware level like, like relationship building but i feel like that there's a lot of uh it's it's really sweet that you're making friends with all these different characters and it's uh and there's there's a couple of quests that are focused on interacting with these other characters and i and i really i like that so Ooh, wait, i'm gonna you... stick it out even though it's bad <laughs> are you saying this is like a visual novel dating sim it is like a visual novel yeah. dating sim. <laughs> that is exactly it's what actually it's it like if you have an energy meter and like a premium it was, currency it was Ooh, <laughs> what a sudden literature club had a premium currency <laughs> suddenly <laughs> i'm interested <laughs> You have like visual novel dating sim type stats of like charm, uh, intelligence, and uh, whatever strength is of it. Do, do, so. do you do you give them gifts? Yeah, you, uh, yeah, storage, I think yeah. you have different ones depending on which house you're in. Um, I don't know what house you guys are in, but I think you have different different stats depending on which house. Like mine's like empathy and like oh, interesting. Um, I forgot the other ones. Empathy uh courage and knowledge oh those are mine yeah i think, yeah, I think which house are you in gryffindor oh i'm yeah. in ravenclaw so okay <laughs> all right maybe i'm wrong then <laughs> i might have made that up that would have been a really good idea though <laughs> it'd be really anyway. interesting if they uh they tailored it more based off of your house but that would also be I just a lot have... more effort than this game wanted to put into it <laughs> i just have one question if I were to play this for like 40 minutes on the train, maybe 30 to 40 minutes on the train in the morning and then in the evening, would that be like enough? The time? problem is, is that or... you have that meter 
Like yeah. you have like a three hours, like so, some things take like three hours. Okay, you have to get five stars within three hours, which is doable if you remember to go back every yeah. while. Yeah, like you right know? now, I just pulled it up. I'm in the middle of a flying class, and it's trying to get five stars, and it was over the course of eight hours, and I have to check in a couple of times within that. Yeah, so like sure that I this- can. I'm like doing like a charms class thing right now and I have five hours and 22 minutes left to get two more stars, which is a hundred percent doable. It's just like, I got to remember to be back here within five hours. Yeah. I mean, it it is all doable without paying money. It's just really annoying without paying money. (laughs) And also I figured that, you know, that they would give you ways to, level up the amount of energy you can hold at any point and they do but real slow i think i have 26 i think you start with 24 yeah i've got 26 too and i'm on level eight of my character i'm on level seven so yeah like i don't know uh okay i lied i have two questions <laughs> what what are the real money options like because if it's just like oh buy like a little bit of currency then like fuck that yeah it's it's, like, it, i can circum is it okay yeah. i can't circumvent yeah. the okay i could much easier recommend checking it out as a as a fun little visual novel if you could spend five bucks and just clear the all of that stuff but you cannot oh yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and i would okay. totally do that um mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like like we mentioned earlier, it's the, oh, hey, I'm going to meet you somewhere, but wait eight hours, or you can spend, <laughs> like, five bucks. Yeah. It, it feels like the currency is kind of expensive, too. Yeah. Like, to get a um, particular robe that I wanted, for example, I might have to pay uh, basically about, uh, let me see if I can find it, like... Between, like somewhere between almost about ten dollars for it, for something that you yeah. for something that only you see really. Yeah, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, they they do have like every time you hit a star for each of your tasks, um, you get rewards. So sometimes it'll be like leveling up like your your different like meters or whatever is sometimes they'll have coins as an option. Sometimes they will give you like a gem or two here and there and occasionally really occasionally they will give you like one extra energy <laughs> once i got nine energy and i was like what's going on i was like this is so much energy <laughs> i like how we've talked for 25 yeah, minutes about, we do. about we this do. game we don't like <laughs> i i've just been thinking about this game oh, I know. for the past several days yeah. because i'm like oh this game is nonsense but i oh. keep playing it I have one more thing. I'm sorry. You know, you, you know the focus circle thing. Oh my god! I do never you, get that. Do you have problems with that at all? I don't think I've um, never gotten it. Like I've never completed I, it. I get it, but I, I feel like sometimes it tells you, "Okay, you need to focus," and you press the button that says, "Okay, I'm ready to start," and then it does that. But then there are other times where it just automatically does this like weird focus thing, and I'm like, "Oh wait, it came and it's gone." <laughs> It's, I've had like a, I've had it like black screen on me occasionally, which oh. I thought was weird. Oh, and weird. then I've also just had it like I've, I'm hitting it, I'm tapping it when the circle is you know in the circle, and it's just not working when I'm saying it's supposed to be. So I don't know. Been having some issues with that. So uh, oh. I'm sorry. Uh, I have a question. So mm-hmm. uh, because I I didn't know that there was a. Uh, a Harry Potter mobile game that just came out. 
Um, so like this is different from the um, the reported one that was being developed by the Pokemon Go um, uh, developers, right? Yes. So, yeah. So, so after, um, I guess, uh, uh, playing this um, Harry Potter game, would you? Uh, do you think you'd be um, inclined to play that other Harry Potter game when it comes out? I think I'll still try it at least. Yeah, I, I don't I'll, stick with Pokemon Go very long though. I mean, I stuck. Yeah, I stuck with Pokemon Go for maybe a couple weeks. Um, yeah. I was in Japan when it launched, and it didn't launch in Japan at the same time, and so I came back, and like everybody was already over it. So oh no. I was like the only person still playing it for a little while. I live near a college town, and you could find groups of people playing it at the park for probably a year after it came out, but it eventually wow. did kind of dry up. <laughs> the church next to my house changed their uh, it was a Pokestop so they changed their like sign to say uh, come for the Pokestops or come for like the Pokeballs or whatever stay for the service or something <laughs> wonder how many people actually did that like zero I think yeah zero percent <laughs> if you guys want a cool uh, mobile game I would recommend Marvel Future Fight and the reason being is because in Marvel Future Fight, you can accrue more energy than your energy cap. Yep. So oh, that's good. That was nice. Why is it a cap? Why is it a cap? I don't know whether you guys can see, but I currently have 1,349 energy out of 59. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I currently have zero out of... I have to wait four minutes until I get one. <laughs> yeah. And also most activities take about like maybe... Four, three, four, five energy. So it takes about twenty minutes to do any, like literally anything, including rest or tell a joke or something like that. Watch. Okay, Sam, I'm not yep. interested in a good mobile game. I'm interested in a good Harry Potter game. <laughs> well, this is not speaking it. of great Harry Potter games. <laughs> God of War. Like, yeah, oh. yes, that was a great segue. <laughs> That's your best one yet. I had a really good segue earlier on, but you guys kept talking about <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> um, uh, Andre said, did you write some more Jews into it? And I was going to say, speaking of religious persecution. I, I just, I, I, I want to I be clear. Uh, the way I said it might have been a little like negative and seemed anti-Semitic. I was mocking the way uh, J.K. Rowling tries to insert... Uh, diversity into Harry Potter when people go, oh, are there Jewish people at Hogwarts? And she's like, of course they're right. Yeah, way away. after the fact. You don't, you don't right. If he didn't actually write about it, yeah. yeah so yeah. I just want to be clear on yeah. that. So a few people are playing God of War, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Three minutes to talk about it because everything else has been used up. <laughs> no spoilers. I finished the game and it's pretty good and uh, there are some like tonal whiplash moments at oh. like a couple points where it's like this thing's happening and then like you get like a cutscene is like emotional or whatever. And then it gets back into like the gameplay and like the tone just like shifts in a really weird way. Uh, like they still kind of play off it, but I don't think they do it successfully. What is that? A, oh, dude, those are delicious, Alex. Thank you. I don't know what that is. It's a little bear. It's like a cookie cracker thing with like stuff inside. Uh, better than God of War? 
<laughs> Speaking of things with stuff inside, man, there's like these werewolves, and you can like rip their lower jaw off, and it rips off their chest too. Jeez, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I like when you kill a troll and you axe chop it in the face, but you chop it in the face so hard, like in between its jaw, that like the bottom half of its face is like two feet away from the top half. Yeah, I was. I'm a little bit disappointed that they went that it's as violent like that it's as rough as it is to be honest like i was kind of hoping we could like maybe pull back from that a little bit to i mean compared to god of war 3 it's not as bad yeah you're right and i don't think of i don't have a major issue with it Um, i mean it's god of war not god of horticulture I would, I would play, play that God game. Of horticulture, yeah. <laughs> I would totally play God of Horticulture. Yeah. Uh, there's also there. Well, there My is gardening mama, growing. which is pretty much the same thing. <laughs> Boy, bring the sheep here. <laughs> that that makes sense. Sense. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear what uh, Pat and Cheska have to say about it. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, how far I are both Pat and Cheska? How about how far are both of you into it? I'm not that far yet. I have like, I think I've got about three or four hours and I haven't gotten to the lake yet. Okay. Me, me neither. I'm like a little bit like 45 minutes past the stranger. Mm. I'm farther than that, but not to the lake. I just met the, the I just did found the first shop. Okay. I got a I've met the tree person and I've gone to the next section of the story after you meet him. And I'm about to go back and do some open world stuff, I think. And where are you at, Cheska? Um, I'm currently. Um, uh, I just finished the. Um, I guess. Um, uh, is it like if it's okay to? It's not a like a big spoiler, but um, the um, like the because after uh, when you're in the Lake of the Nine, like the first I guess realm that mm. you that you go to, um, Alfheim. So uh, I just finished that big um, I guess chunk of like big. Um, chapter of the game you're um, where i was last week yeah so yeah um uh, i'm doing the open world stuff and um yeah i'm i'm just uh, happy that it's i guess uh bigger than like i, I thought it would be more linear but mm, yeah yeah uh definitely thought there would be more linearity in the game uh and there's like a ton of like little secrets and just like little hidden areas and like you get more abilities you have to come back to spots and it keep it keeps opening up as the game goes on uh i love that big snake uh good snake i'm really glad pat recommended uh neil gaiman's north uh, north i keep saying north uh, norse mythology last week uh because as i came across like the myths and the the i don't know the triptych i don't even know what they're the called yeah, the shrines, uh, like, they would tell, like, these little, like, two-sentence stories. And then later, uh, around the spot that uh, Sam's at, you get, you, like, start to get those stories fleshed out. But even that's, like, you know, maybe, like, a paragraph or, like, you know, a minute-long story. Uh, so it was cool having, like, the more fleshed-out versions of those stories uh, in that book. Uh, and I'd love to read some more because not every story in the game is in that book and vice versa. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from there, there's if if you can stomach it, there's some good like textbook style um, mm-hmm. books on Norse mythology that I could recommend to you. I'd have to dig mm-hmm. through my uh, Amazon history to find them. But <laughs> yeah, um, 
yeah, I think the game is like pretty spectacular. I don't have anything to complain. I don't have any complaints at this point. The opening 30 seconds of it uh, was like the more emotional to me than anything in any of like all of the past God of War games combined. Like just the 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 moments, like the opening moments and kind of the way that Kratos is moving and like looking at himself and stuff. I was like, okay, this is going to, I think this game is going to get me. And I was like choked up like almost immediately. Um, so I think it's just a way more engaging and interesting game than anything that they've done before. Pat, having just finished a bunch of those God of War games, did you change the mm-hmm. control scheme? No, no, I like, I like the way it controls. It controls uh, similarly to uh, Assassin's Creed and um, Horizon a little bit. And I like that a lot. Uh, okay. I think that's uh, it makes sense to me and i like that that more games are moving to that like light attack on r1 heavy attack on r2 system uh alex navarro talking about how he'd spent 100 hours in assassin's creed origins i was like oh shit i'm only 10 hours into that game and i loved it i need to go back yeah me too Yeah, i haven't started and i need to actually play it the only problem it is it's just the problem that i have with with origins and i think this the reason this is relevant to a god of war discussion is that I haven't gotten into much of the open world stuff in God of War, but from what I can infer are based on the menus. Um, the problem with Assassin's Creed is I, there's, it's just so intimidating. Like, there's just so much. It's my same issue with why I never get all the way through The Witcher 3. Just, there's just so much stuff. Um, and it, I get paralyzed trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Whereas God of War seems so tight and so well uh, put together and, like, just the right amount of content to be a game you can sink your teeth into but not one that is intimidating when you open up the map yeah uh i would 100 percent agree i really like how they add new side content to the game i, I don't want to spoil anything for people who are not that far because i mm-hmm. think most of us aren't that far yet but like the way they add side content kind of gives you a small amount of options all the time on what you can do it's really cool um, I think that's how I would want Assassin's Creed to start doing it. I mean, there's no mechanic in it, Assassin's Creed, to do that sort of thing, but that's what I'd be interested. I'd be interested to see the next uh, AC game that is made after God of War, because I feel like they could take a lot from it if yeah. they wanted. Um, speaking of um, bad segues, Cheska, I understand <laughs> that you've been playing a cool karaoke game. Uh, that's oh. all I got from Alex. <laughs> Super informative. Uh, actually, um, I don't know if it is um, a game, but it's like, a, I guess, more of an app. And it's... Neither um, is the Harry Potter game. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter karaoke. But it's um, it's for the PS4, actually. Um, uh, and it's only available in um, the Japan PSN store. Um, and it's called Joy Sound. So it's been out for a while, but um, um, uh, I guess like using that app, like, and it's connected to the phone as well. So you can input your songs using the, I guess, phone um, uh, phone app equivalent, and and then um, so it's like a, I guess it makes your PS4 into like a karaoke machine because it has like a, you know, scoring system as well and um, leaderboards and stuff. So um, yeah, it's really fun because it also has um, uh, English songs. But my friends are like big Japanophiles, so they just sang um, mostly Japanese, you know, songs. 
excuse me, Cheska, I think the term is weeb. <laughs> so what you're saying is they kept the songs pretty simple and clean. <laughs> oh, no. My poor friend's gonna try and get us tickets to Otada Hikaru in November. <laughs> she, she like she's talking about multiple accounts, like using family members' accounts to try and get tickets. <laughs> this is a serious business. serious business. So just has to be heartless not to want to see that. Oh. Oh. Nope. Oh, no. Nope. Nope. So Cheska, <laughs> what do you what did you use as a microphone? Can you use your phone as a microphone? Um, no, actually, um, there's a, like, I guess a USB microphone for the PS4 and like you use it at like a regular microphone. And that's how like, um, uh, I guess it records your voice and like does the, um, uh, I guess scoring thing. It seemed pretty accurate. Like the scoring. Um, yeah. Cause, um, yeah, it's, it, I guess, um, like you can, you have to match like the, there's like a bar that goes like the, you know, your pitch. And um, to um, like it scores your pitch. So, but you can also adjust it in the app. Like it's it's very much like a a karaoke machine. Like it's like those fancy karaoke Japanese karaoke machines because they have like um, a lot of options for it. There's a I think SingStar. You can use an app on your phone as a microphone. Almost certain it's like a PlayLink game. I think Guitar Hero 4 also lets you, if yeah. I'm mistaken. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Wait, is, there, is it Guitar Hero Live? Is there live. a 4? Yeah, live. Yeah, live. Yeah, yeah. There was a 4, but Live is the new one. <laughs> it's a good game. It's a way better game than I thought it was going to be. Um, speaking uh, of Ches- uh, good wait, games... Cheska, <laughs> do, you know, do you know if the app is free, or is it a paid thing? Like, if you were to download it on PSN right now. Um, yeah, if I were to go make a Japanese PlayStation account, PSN account, could I download this yeah, so, easily? Um, <laughs> I actually am not, um, uh, I guess, sure how it works because it looks like there's like tickets for it. Um, so like you buy the tickets and then that's um, what you use to play the game. Like um like there's like a uh the twenty four hour ticket and like a thirty day ticket so it, I guess it's kind of like you're going to a karaoke without going to the karaoke. Weird. You don't get unlimited drinks. <laughs> yeah, that's the only. <laughs> you have to bring your own drinks. And also, my neighbors will complain. <laughs> well, if you do it at seven in the morning. <laughs> and if I do it at any time. Hmm. Uh. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited because my friends are getting here today and we're going to go to karaoke, I think, next weekend when my friends from Korea are also visiting. So that'll be a lot of fun. That sounds fun. I'm jealous. I can, I can go to the real Joy Sound. <laughs> or uh, any speak- other number of karaoke establishments. Speaking I went to a of- snack bar. No, I have to tell the story. I went to a <laughs> snack bar. Which is like one of the bars where like girls just like sit with you and everything's really expensive. My friend took us there when we were drunk. He's like, oh, yeah, I go to this bar like every night. I close out the night here. And so he took us in and we like we sang a bunch of songs and like we had like I had one beer. They had like two each. We got out of there for like a hundred dollars. And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> we didn't realize they were charging us per song. Ouch. Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah. Like, they didn't, yeah. They, mm. <laughs> I sang Aaron's Party Come Get It. And it was pretty good. <laughs> oh <my> God. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what's, what's the song selection like if I'm trying to sing karaoke in Japan? Oh, uh, they, got, they don't have R. Kelly's Ignition Remix. They only have Ignition. Shut it down. God. <laughs> I mean, like, fuck R. Kelly, but also that's that a banger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but they've got, yeah, they have a ton of English songs and yeah, cool stuff. So. Yeah, and surprisingly, they have, like, the, um, I guess, Japanese equivalent of some Filipino songs, which is really weird. <laughs> so, I don't know, like, um, who um, sang those, but it's really interesting. Speaking of being really interesting, Alex, you've been playing a game. <laughs> God. It took you a long time to hit that one. <laughs> all right. So uh, the other night, I just hit up Steam. I was like, all right, what's new? What's, what's something I haven't heard of? So I just picked up a random, get this, a random 2D indie puzzle platformer. You don't what? say. Yeah. I know like those are you know, yeah, playing those... directly with fire. <laughs> yeah, those barely exist. I was really surprised to find one. But uh, it's this game called Lightfall, and it just seemed really interesting from the outset. I usually don't care about those kinds of games that much just from uh, going at them randomly. I really do love good 2D puzzle platformers, but like the things that came across about it was that it has extremely beautiful art. Like It's really gorgeous. Uh, the animations are really fascinating and fluid and stuff, and the music is really well c uh, composed. And I got like, uh, I don't know, half an hour in, and I was like, wow, these mechanics are really cool too. It's not just jumping around and stuff. It's like you get control of these cubes that you can use as like building multiple platforms, or you can stand still, and then you can position the cube somewhere on the map, and then it stays there for like however long, or like you can use it to attack, or you can use it as a barrier and stuff like that. It's like, okay, this is kind of cool. Um, but that game is kind of terrible. <laughs> oh no! So, like, it looks so nice. Though. Yeah, it's a pretty game. It's really gorgeous. Like I said, the animation is made. The music is great. But like, I play it and I can't help but compare it to like Celeste. And it's trying to do a lot of the same things that Celeste is trying to do, like tell a compelling story and have a really interesting universe and have interesting characters. And it whiffs on all of those. Uh, but the thing that lets it down most is playing it. <laughs> it. It tries to find the balance between being accessible and being like a Massacore game. And I love Massacore. Like, I, I beat Super Meat Boy with all the Dark Worlds and I want to be the guy and VVVVV and stuff. But. This game gave me so much trouble because it controls terribly. Like, um, it's one of those kinds of games where your run has acceleration and so does your slowdown. Oh. Or it has deceleration. So you'll be trying to do these intricate jumps and then you're just like, oh, I'm ramping up. And then you like either completely miss it or just, it just feels terrible, unfortunately. And when you're um, using one of the cube mechanics, which is like you can create a platform underneath you, uh, because of the deceleration, the platform will just kind of move along with you for a little bit, then stop, and then you'll just walk off of it all the time. So it's oh, no. like it's just really frustrating. Uh, mm. Also, it has the worst checkpoints ever. Like if a le if a level's like I don't know ten minutes long, it'll have like two checkpoints. So you're constantly playing the same areas over and over and over and over and over and over again. It's just so bad. Maybe if you're bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am, but no, yeah, but. But, like, 
I don't know. The, yeah. the biggest bummer was that um, they kind of go for the Bastion style narrator and go yeah. for like a kind of deep story about like war and loss and like this whole civilization that's all go- getting all messed up, but they they don't hit any of the notes. <laughs> like yeah. they. The dialogue is really poorly written. The voice acting is really bad. Uh, And then out of nowhere, there's just like this kind of narrative heavy chapter that's all about this owl and like all the loss he went through. And it's like trying to be super emotional. And it's like, wait, where did this come from? (laughs) You didn't earn any of this. (laughs) So I don't know. This game is basically it wins the Hollow Knight award for style over substance. Wow. Shots fired against Hollow Knight. (laughs) (laughs) That game was terrible. I don't like that game either. I don't like that game a whole bunch. <laughs> Let's start some start some beef. <laughs> I like Zelda too. All right. <laughs> Zelda two was pretty good. Uh, yeah, I also like Zelda two. But yeah, I don't. If you asked me to make a star rating, like out of five stars for this game, it would either be one or two. Oh. Despite the amazing That's art. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you're gonna try Get to boots. make a game like that, you kind of need to have tight controls. Like. Yeah, you're gonna want to do something difficult and have you know checkpoints that make you struggle for it. You need the like the tightness that Celeste has, that Super Meat Boy has, things like that. You yeah, know? I completely it, agree. I mean, it's the whole thing with those massacre games where when you die, you feel like it's your fault, and when you succeed, you feel like oh, it's because I did it. Like that's the appeal of a lot of these harder games yep. is the feeling of oh, I could clearly control what I was doing. So feel like, like getting to the end of Celeste felt really good because I was like, okay, this was clearly me doing it. Yeah. Whereas like, it, you don't want any terrible controls to be like, oh, this was the controls getting in my way. That's exactly the problem. It feels like trying to learn how to drive a car, but you're learning to drive a Ferrari. <laughs> you're just like <laughs> spinning out everywhere because you're like, wait, no, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> uh, don't recommend it, but it's pretty it's really pretty to look at <laughs> go on google and look at images <laughs> speaking of things that are pretty to look at today i played yeah that's right <laughs> i played uh the demo available on the playstation for for detroit become human releasing in may of this year Well, now we know what other people on this podcast think. <laughs> so I thought it was a really good demo. Okay. Um, so uh, I, I think Alex might be putting up the capture that I've put up. So if you're watching the video, you can see this is my actual play and all the. Uh, I'd already done like a clean run and I recorded all my attempts at trying to get every single decision option in the game. Uh, in the demo, I played it for about an hour, and uh, I'd say there's probably about 10 minutes of gameplay in there. So <laughs> that can kind of tell you how I felt about that game. Not 10 minutes of gameplay in the hour. I mean, there's a 10-minute demo, and I played it six times <laughs> uh, to try and get different outcomes. And did it, I, sorry. I'm just going to ask, like a, did, did it feel demonstrably different each time? Um, so basically, like... You, sh- if anyone's seen the E3 demos, it's the hostage negotiation. Mm. So you're um, Connor, who is a robot police negotiator, 
and it seems like he's first an or android, a cyborg android. yeah he's an android they they call themselves android i think that i don't know what they actually are but like artificial intelligence yeah they have like they have blood and they have like robot organs and stuff um you get to see a lot of robot blood in this uh, in the demo depending on how you play um but yeah so like there's a section inside the apartment where you're like investigating and then there's a section outside of the apartment on the balcony where you're trying to talk the robot down and um you knowing more about the there's kind of this balance in that like if you know more about the crime that's happening um if you take long longer investigating you'll know more about the crime which gives you more dialogue options but if you um don't investigate that much um, then you can get out there quicker and the longer you take the more unstable the guy is going to be and also he'll shoot cops that are inside the apartment so like there's this balancing act as to whether you want the guy to get shot whether you want um like there's a cop who always gets shot after a certain amount of minutes and it's like whether you want this guy to get shot whether how much information you want which information you think is pertinent whether you think it's worth it to investigate this specific dead body which can find you a gun so you can have a gun when you go outside um there's like basically there's like four things that are useful to do and it's what combination of those you want to do in order to get your desired outcome, especially after the first time you play it. So like the first time I just played it straight, but then afterwards I saw the flow chart and I would say there's probably about for this 10 minutes worth of gameplay, there's probably about 40, 50 things on this flow chart. And there's like five discrete different possible endings. Um, and I was like, well, I just want to get all five endings. So I was playing through and trying different things to try and get different endings. I, I did. I, I think it's really cool. Um, I'm a self-professed David Cage fan in that I really liked Heavy Rain. I really liked Fahrenheit, as was called Indigo Prophecy in America. Um, I didn't like Beyond Two Souls, um, but I think I still finished it or got well, most of the way through. Lucky you on PlayStation Plus this month. Uh, I will. I will probably replay it just to get my mind right for Detroit later in the month. So I will not be playing this game. I, I don't. Know. I wrote some. I, I wrote know. some notes down actually because I enjoyed it and I wanted to make sure that it came across well. So first <laughs> off, uh, it's really cool looking. Um, all the characters are really expressive, um, and it, it's interesting to see the contrast between like the police captain that you speak to who doesn't give a single shit about you and Connor who, you know, he's a robot, so he's not very expressive, but then the other Android, the one that's like got this uh, girl at gunpoint is way more like he's really expressive, like, like very kind of like an animated movie style expressive. Um, it, it's got Mass Effect style music. Like a lot of the background music sounds like Mass Effect, like the original kind of uh, Vangelis takeoff. Um, the voice acting's good. They sound like they're native English speakers, which is good for David Cage. That's new. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I actually felt the writing was really good. I, like all the dialogue felt really like real for what was going on. Um, the little girl is played well. She has like three lines, but 
um, all of them are like, you're like, oh, I do actually not really want to say this little girl. She's, she seems like she's having a horrible time. Um, but yeah, there's loads of options. And I felt like, um, I felt like there's something new, like something new I was finding. Like the penultimate run I made through, I spotted a, a, a whole different thing that I'd never done before. Um, so yeah, I would like, if this is the sort of game you like, if you like Telltale games, um, then I would probably say give this a shot. I feel like at this point, people know if they like David C- David Cage games, mostly. Like, I mean, there are certainly people who are maybe newer to the PlayStation family since Xbox was more popular mm-hmm. uh, in the last go around. But if you've like seen that stuff, if you were interested in a David Cage game, you probably you probably know. Yeah, I feel like I, I would. I feel like I would love this game if it was set in the Shrek universe. <laughs> Explain. So actually, on that note, the setting of the game, not the Shrek universe. <laughs> like, one, I'm definitely hard on that fuck David Cage train these days, so I will probably skip the game myself. But um, well, I am curious. Him so much. Huh? You said you were hard on the fuck David Cage okay. train. Okay. <laughs> that's that's uh, um, that, that'd be something different in England. Yeah, okay. I'll rephrase. I think that he's a massive piece of shit. <laughs> what does that but, mean in England? <laughs> anyway, uh, I thought, like, when they announced that this game was called Detroit and was set in Detroit, and then, like, the screenshot that I saw that came out earlier on, I haven't really paid close attention. As someone who lived in Detroit for a long time, uh, it did not look like Detroit and it didn't look like any, there was any reason for them to say it was set in Detroit aside from like, I guess he thought that was a good name, but I don't know. Like Sounds I can cool. tell you that like the Detroit press that I follow still is like, like the big newspaper in Detroit wrote a story about like, Oh, you could check out this game that's set in Detroit. And I read it and was just like, Oh my God. My husband also lived for quite a while in Detroit, and he had the same thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume it's set in Detroit because Robocop. That's my <laughs> that sounds like David Cage logic. Yeah, yeah. that's reasonable, actually. Sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so, Sam, um, do you feel like David Cage being the person he is and you know, the sensitive subject matter in this game. Do, like, are you, you're not worried about it at all? <laughs> like, uh, not really. Uh, like, <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Like, I'm not like, I'm not like, why aren't you worried about it? It's more of like, uh, like, I see, I uh, I'm, the, I'm curious about your feelings. I've seen the domestic abuse level, um, the demo that they put out. Um, it's not something I have much personal connection to. So I think it's going to be, uh, I'd be interested to see how I feel about it when I'm playing it. Yeah. It's more than anything else. Yeah, for but me, for the time being, um, I'm, I, I was going to rent this game anyway. Like it's, it's not a lifelong purchase. Um, so it was going to be, it was always going to be a rental, but I think that I'm, I'm now going to try and get it for release day, especially so that I can talk about it with you guys. It's only yeah. like a month away at this point, I think. Did you meet Less the Sun enough. King? Did I meet the Sun King? <laughs> Being an asshole. 
Still not as much of an asshole as David Cage. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, too, I don't like I just because I don't like him. I wouldn't necessarily criticize anybody who's interested in yeah. playing the game. Still, I think that um, it's what happened at that studio. It needs to there needs to be a conversation about it around that game um, because I don't think it's right to just like separate those issues really because the other because when you separate them you remove like any amount of emotional investment that someone has in the conversation really because you run into a situation where someone's like well don't be mad at me because I want to play the game and that's not really the point um, so any Sun King jokes I, I don't mean to say uh, like fuck anybody who's playing it. No, just fuck David Cage. Yeah, directly. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. And the, um, the other guy. And yeah. yeah. I was I was on the fence until they filed that like lawsuit against Same. the journalist who reported that story. There's, there's the other there's the other thing that I like this is one of the reasons why I reasoned why it was okay to buy Kingdom Come Deliverance at a discount uh when it first came out was like, well, I don't particularly want the guy who EP'd this game to get that much money, yeah. but like the people who worked on it deserve to get paid. And I think that that's, you know, bonuses come from sales and that sort of thing. And it's like, well, if we all stay away from David Cage games, it's people who work for David Cage that will suffer. Just as if we all buy David Cage games, people who work for David Cage will suffer. Have to <laughs> <David> Cage. Yeah. <laughs> more about, with, with these particular kinds of topics, I think it's more about, um, making sure that we have the discussion more than definitely you have to boycott this game or you're an asshole. Like that's kind of the, the, mm -hmm. the, the position that I've taken. That's what the position I took on kingdom come. Like, I don't necessarily think that it means like, um, like just completely fuck that game. That that's, that's it. That's the end of it. I think it means if you're going to talk about that game, you have to talk about it in context of this guy who was involved in making it is an asshole. And, um, I think we can have that conversation about David Cage and then also say, but you know, uh, Detroit affected me and I enjoyed it and I thought it was interesting. Um, I think the thing with Detroit that is a little bit different, um, not different to the extent that I think it really changes the conversation that much, but um, David Cage is such a shit. Well, beyond that, like he is, he is, it, it, his name is more uh, like on the box than the guy who was an asshole at the the Kingdom Cup dev. Like yeah, that guy, a singular entity. He, yeah, yeah. It, so that you guy are playing a David Cage game, right? Like yeah. you play a Hideo Kojima game. Correct. Totally. Um, so I think that that's interesting. Not for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Do you see um, he posted something that was like, oh, I'm meeting with Netflix and someone commented like, oh, they're, they're making helping you make another TV series, a trailer to a TV series. <laughs> I'm still convinced that 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 Death Stranding, uh, this is my new theory, is that it's a social network. Uh, <laughs> that the only people allowed to create accounts on it are going to be him and Mads. Mads Mikkelsen and Guillermo yeah, del Toro. And Redis and... Uh, yeah, and they can only post baby pictures. Dude, yeah. that sounds amazing. I know, right? <laughs> as exciting as the video game. So I mean, <laughs> I I would definitely give a thumbs up to that. Uh, that 
picture. That's the thing is that all three of those people, like those three doing stuff together, like as much as I kind of do want to play Death Stranding based on the trailers because I think it looks really weird and interesting, if it's not at all that, anything that those three do is going to be such a weird thing to watch that I'm kind of like, it's impossible for me to be disappointed because I have zero expectations for anything because I don't even know what I would expect. Did you guys see the picture of Kojima and Mads Mikkelsen and Norman Reedus sitting outside the development studio smoking? Except and that Kojima Kojima's not holding a cigarette. It's funny. So funny. He's like, he's just having a really good like thought, and he's like chef's kissing it. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Speaking of things that are amazing, now onto the quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Uh, so, Cheska, I'm sure you've seen us play before, uh, but if you'd like to take part, the easy way to do it is to have three pieces of paper with A, B, and C written on it. Uh, or just a, B, and C each on one of your hands. Yep. <laughs> or do what I do, write it on your telephone because you forgot your papers. <laughs> yep. Which Alex does every week. <laughs> My cats are currently being fed. Or just make the, the letter with your hands. <laughs> yeah, you could make the letter with your hands. I think that would be funny. Last but, week, I had a special ed class, uh, and the, the main teacher left to like go get some textbooks. And once the teacher left, one of the kids just stood up and started singing the YMCA in Japanese. <laughs> it's amazing. Awesome. I love it. Just like this little 12-year-old, because he saw it on YouTube, and it's his favorite song now. Aww. That's so good. You should send him uh, the Bear Force One compilation. Love Bear Force One. Yeah, Bear Force pretty One good. is great. <laughs> uh, things that are great. Uh, what's the name of the world that you explore in Lightfall? Is it A, Numbra, B, Noxia, C, Numenara? And... Can I see your answers in a three, two, one? Anyone who said oh. A, you're correct. That is an A. <laughs> it's a very stylized A. That's Alex. just that long, Alex. That's, 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 that was a penis. That's what you drew. That's that was that's a naughty. Funny. was a naughty symbol that you've exposed. It's a good before. thing we don't broadcast our cameras anymore. <laughs> what was that, Cheska? My pasta now. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Valid, valid answer. It's not. It's not A, B, or C. That's like P. <laughs> so uh, who who said A? I'm just making a note. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> so okay. So. I mean, I saw the A in it, Alex. Yeah, I mean that that was what the line was for. I saw it. <laughs> that's not what the line was for. I'm deducting you a point. <laughs> Can't I can't wait for when he does B. <laughs> I was uh, gonna make a really anatomical penis joke and then decided that we're doing a podcast. Yeah, oh, go for it. Uh, we decided we're doing a podcast. Some of us are trying to find jobs right now. <laughs> I put this podcast on my application to work for Amazon.com. <laughs> Question two. Corey Barlog has revealed that before settling on Norse mythology, they also considered setting God of War 2018 in the Egyptian pantheon. 
True or false? A is true. B is false. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Now let's get your answers in three, two, one. Anyone who said true, you're correct. So that looks oh. like it's just Andre. There still has not been a true or false question that's been false. <laughs> I would call bullshit on these true or false questions. <laughs> He's a 50-50 shot. Now I'm going to have to change which answer I have highlighted on the sheet because that's worked out that they're always true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I may not be winning this quiz, but I can still... You can game it. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, in which year did Detroit file for bankruptcy? <laughs> is it A, 2013, B, 2015, or C, 2010? Was it A again? Uh, A, 2013, B, 2015, C, 2010. Everyone got your answers? It's three, two, one. Anyone who said A, 2013, is correct. I so that's nobody. Wow. Detroit become bankrupt. Oh. <laughs> I was not living there at the time. Detroit was become poor. It's not your that's fault. why Xavier moved out of Detroit. <laughs> uh, Detroit is fucking awesome now, so... <laughs> just, <laughs> everybody keep that in mind. I mean, if he didn't leave, he wouldn't have met me, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm not saying that was a bad time to leave. <laughs> Uh, See, Le leave Detroit. Says the guy who, says the guy who left. <laughs> yeah, you yep. leave Detroit, you get married. You leave Detroit, Detroit gets better. It's just, just leave Detroit. <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is that I hear a lot about Detroit from your president, and he's not very hot upon it. Uh, speaking of which, you know that it's great. <laughs> <laughs> By how many points do Gryffindor beat Slytherin in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? We don't have that Doesn't here. Exist. <laughs> oh, whatever you idiots so call it. Like, it's, the, it's the name of the thing. He has a point given that he lives in the country of the book's origin. Yes. J.K. Rowling lived in the city that I lived in when she was writing it. Um, Do Jewish people live there? <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh, Andre. It would be for them to do so, but it's not I was uncommon. Wondering, I'm wondering how much of an impact it had on her writing. Uh, I know one Jewish person who lived in the city that I grew up in. And it's a very big city. It's just not many Jewish people in the UK. So what's A? A. How many points do Gryffindor beat Slytherin by in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone? A. No, that's the question. B. 100. Or C. 10. What was A? What was A? A is they don't. They don't beat them. Okay. Everybody ready? Three, two, one. Show them. Everyone ready? C, you are correct. Fuck. So that's everyone <laughs> except that. I haven't read that book since it came out. <laughs> well, because basically, Slytherin got a lot more points, and then Dumbledore's yeah. like, well, actually, yeah. I'm going to give everybody a ton of points and just oh, game so it just Mario enough. Party. Yes, it is exactly like Mario Party. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Dumbledore, Ugh. question five. Ugh. Dumbledore has a scar above his right knee that is a perfect map of A, Hogwarts Castle, B, Stonehenge, 
see the London Underground. Okay. That's three, two, one. Show me your answers. Everyone who put C, the London Underground, you are correct. Hey. Everyone hey. there. For a whole quiz. <laughs> Congratulations, everyone. We're going to find out he's not, he hasn't been keeping track of points this whole time. No. So. I honestly wonder if he has, but. So, I've not gotten I've not gone and tallied up the notes, the, but I keep a note of who answers each question correctly. And uh, <laughs> so one day I will go back through and add them all up, but I have yet to be bothered to do that. Sam, will never it be the end of the happen. year and you're like, oops? Yep, you're never going to do that. <laughs> 10 oops. minutes before the, the <laughs> you're gonna, 10 minutes before the GoTo podcast. You're, you're going to lose access to that Google account that has the notes saved. <laughs> like me. <laughs> Two factors yeah. gonna give up on you. Yeah. So here is our here's our final thought for the day. Um, this is uh, something that I think we're gonna try instead of news, which is because you know most of our gaming news is kind of last week tonight, Ian. That it's old, and you've heard it a million times from other podcasts. <laughs> um, but if anyone has a uh, take of a, I would say, lukewarm to uh, scalding temperature that they would like to give, now is your time. And I will look to see if we've had any comments on the podcast, which I don't expect we've had. I'm going to guess that Black Ops 4 is going to (sighs) suck. I'm going to agree with you. I wasn't going to play it. The last last game, Call of Duty game I played was Black Ops 1. And that game was real good. It was real good. But like, how are they going to do Battle Royale? They Are they going to get 100 people onto a giant map? Or is it going to be like 16? Well, it sounds like they're having trouble getting 100 people. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard it was going to be 30-something. It's like just kind of a... I just feel like Battlefield would be a better venue for a Battle Royale game. Well, and they, that sounds like they're doing that. It sounds I like mean, they didn't, they're all going to do it. Yeah. It's, I guess it's not I don't, coming out at launch. It's going to be like DLC later. Right, or yeah. Right, yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't think it... I, the thing I think some people are missing about the whole Battle Royale success story of like Fortnite is... And I understand that PUBG is a different thing and did very well, but like Fortnite's also free to play. So I don't think packaging a Battle Royale mode into a $60 Call of Duty game is going to attract Battle Royale fans to Call of Duty. Like, they're going to keep playing the game that's free. Um, it, but it might keep people playing Call of Duty instead of going back to Fortnite or going back to maybe PUBG or whatever. Good. So it might keep people in the ecosystem. Yeah. You might, like, play it for yeah, a little bit, especially if they don't have any uh, campaign. Yeah. I guess I just don't know if it's worth, like... If they try to sell it, you're right, but it's all about how they try to sell it. If they try to sell it as like, we didn't make a campaign so we could bring you this Battle Royale game, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I wasn't in anyway, but it's <laughs> from they're making a campaign, but it's shipping later. Who knows? It's really weird. The campaign in Black Ops 3 was not great, in my opinion. Didn't they sell some Call of Duty game? You could get the campaign and the the multiplayer separately? Or do you just download it separately? I think they did that in China. 
Oh yeah, they sell it somewhere else. Wait, isn't that we do a Call of Duty Online or whatever, which yeah. is just like its own? That's thing. Russia, isn't it? Yeah. But that's hey, what you're trying to do, I hey, think. Hey, hey Cheska. Mm-hmm. As someone who has played like zillions of hours of Blops Three, how are your feelings on Blops Four? <laughs> um, I'll just I, I guess wait to see what they actually have. Probably, uh, hopefully, in E3 they will have something um, more to tell us. May seventeenth. That's soon. Yeah. Are they going to show? They have they always, they always show campaign. They do, mm-hmm. but so. If there's no campaign, what makes this a Black Ops game? Yep. Uh, bees. Christopher Maloney. <laughs> <laughs> Electric uh, robot bees. <laughs> the the multiplayer bees. is just like a complete mindfuck of you walking around in circles and hearing voices in your head and stuff. What do the numbers mean? <laughs> yeah. Battle Royale game. You just it's play. It's your pain. <laughs> it's a battle royale game but you play as like the members of that squad from metal gear solid 3 like the pain the suffering yep. <laughs> just oh. bees but, death stranding okay. is actually a battle royale game that's the weird thing God, uh, with babies of, like, battle royale games um uh so like what do you think um uh i guess Will happen to Radical Heights because, like, right now it's um, like it doesn't have, I guess, um, that big of a following yet. It showed it too early. It's so early that, like, I feel like people get turned off, like, oh, that game sucks, which is like stupid, but also like that's their fault for putting it out so early. There are some cool ideas in there. I was gonna make that video, uh, but then neighbor issues so i'm hesitant about like talking doing voiceover um but like if they like nail the uh nail like the bmx controls make them sick as hell maybe put in some like skateboards and like razor scooters and then you can like hit jumps and then like shoot people from the air cool as hell they made tony tony hawk pro skater battle royale i would be in oh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. BMX Triple X Battle Royale. The, I uh, I think they put that game out so early because they had to. I get the mm-hmm. impression that with how Lawbreakers did, if they didn't start generating revenue pretty quick, that studio was going to go under. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I, don't that, I don't know how that studio is still around because Lawbreakers was so bad, or so poorly received, I should say. Yeah. wasn't... I, I don't know if like how this has actually followed through, but Cliff Blazinski did say he would only take like a penny salary as long as uh, Bosky was not turning a profit. So that was like a cool thing to see, like way before Lawbreakers actually came out. But, so, I, he was like funding a lot of the stuff to start, and so mm-hmm. I wonder how much that is still happening. I mean, Lawbreakers I... was at the uh, Gamescom that I went to in 2016, uh, so I, I got to play a little bit of that there. And the like PR rep was super nice and really talkative to everyone. And yeah. he spoke English and German, which I thought was pretty cool. It wasn't a bad game. It was, no, it was just fine. it came out at like a weird time and just, it wasn't just... the right kind of game. I guess I just there feel like there was no it. reason to play that game over Overwatch. Like. Mm. The zero gravity stuff was real cool. It was okay. It just didn't feel like it was that 
key to the game to me. Like it felt like it was like a little thing you did for a couple seconds at a time in, in every match or two. And I don't know it, if they had built on that more, um, I could see that have been being the hook, but it just, it was so, such a small part of the experience. Yeah. Zero gravity. Cool. But you know, Diva is a gamer, a pro gamer, and she has a mech and the mech can then explode and she can run around with a mm-hmm. pistol. Yep. There's a, so like, you know, Sam, did you see that there's a Uniqlo blizzard, uh, line coming out and there's Diablo shirts. Uh, no, but my wallet just screamed in agony. <laughs> uh, the, there's multiple good Marvel shirts from Uniqlo at the moment as well. But I'm wearing one right now. There it's is a Uniqlo shirt. The Uniqlo is a Uniqlo shop. There's like five in London and none in anywhere else in the UK. They're literally just in London. So I'll probably end up buying a load when we go to New York. <laughs> Uh, I, I wonder if they'll still have them. It's like a limited line, so. I mean, you can buy them online here, but I'd yeah. like to see them in person. Are they have nice shirts. Hey, they like the quality. Hmm. They're soft. Hey, Pat, did you see that Sea of Thieves is getting a whole bunch more updates? Yeah, I did. I mean, if they didn't, they may as well shut that game down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, uh, I liked that game. What I played of it, and then. Um, they're just it was just so thin we never really kind of touched on it again after we had our initial discussion that i like i've barely played it since we talked about it last because it's just there's just so little to do in that game you might as well play maelstrom am i right yeah well yeah, again those games are have almost nothing in common but uh, <laughs> people kept making that comparison and it was infuriating because like that's like say that's it's kind of like comparing like call of duty and like Deadly premonition because there's guns in both of them. Like, <laughs> so, I, I don't see a difference there. <laughs> yeah. If Call of Duty turned into Deadly Premonition, oh, that would make it a Black Ops game. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Sea of Thieves turned into Deadly Premonition, <laughs> that would I make it a Black Ops that. game. <laughs> I still have that plan where I want to play uh, every Call of Duty campaign from start to finish. Uh, again, call the video series answering the call. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two weeks. It'll take you two weeks. Yeah, but as someone who just played pretty... six God of War games in about a week and a half, I would advise you to not do that. <laughs> what I would probably do is do each one in a in a session, but then like split them into like five videos. I don't ever want to push the square button again. <laughs> or triangle. Good oh, news yeah. for you, uh, Detroit there Become are... Human. There's a lot of square button pushing. Good. And you will miss out you on that. Down and then swizzle up. Like they're still on that bullshit. Mm-hmm. If you want to be God of War, you will need to push the square button. I know. I've already yeah. pushed the square button in God of War. I'll give that game a pass because it's real good. Uh, Excellent. Speaking of things that are real good, this podcast. Is- wait, wait. This real quick, real quick. Uh, so Microsoft is letting you connect your Microsoft or your Xbox account and your Discord account. Uh, so do you think they're doing that just so people can see what you're playing? Or are they going to put Discord on Xbox so you can like do cross-play? Because that seems like a no-brainer. I'd be surprised if Discord wasn't already or very easily available on Xbox because they just make it a universal app and you can just download it. Like know. any universal Windows apps can be downloaded straight to your Xbox, like VLC and stuff. Is it in the Windows Store? I don't know. I didn't download it from the Windows Store. but I, I don't know, but... 
I got VLC on my Xbox, so yeah. But that's in the Windows Store. I will also uh, say that it was really cool of Microsoft. I'm assuming they're trying to just be really cool people because they're the not doing as hot as any of the other consoles. But uh, I forgot to cancel my Game Pass trial after, and I uh, canceled it like three days later, and they like refunded me everything because I didn't. Yeah, it's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're great. Their customer service is fantastic. Sony's is apparently Speaking terrible. Of, they have Speaking to be great. At this point. So is Google's. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Speaking of Google, you can Google us if you want to know more about us mm. by putting in to your Google Gaming Fix podcast. Big spelled with a Y. This is a really good outro. Select <laughs> um, your Google. Yeah. Uh, we have social accounts and we have an email address. Uh, all of them are fixed podcasts. So it's fixedpodcasts at Gmail, fixed podcasts on Instagram, fixed podcasts on Twitter, and you could just search for fix on uh, Facebook. Uh, if you're friends with one of us, I'm sure you'll find it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to cough there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Alex has probably edited that out because he's a consummate uh, sound engineer. So you yeah, won't hear it on the I edited this podcast. Pod- I edited this podcast so much. Stream. <laughs> <laughs> he's put a stream delay in, like Saturday Night Live. So, uh, and he's part. editing this part out where we're talking about his editing. Yeah, and you don't hear any of the cussing. Uh, there's a lot of that. He makes like, guitar noises like in Metalocalypse. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this podcast is great. We're all very good at it. Uh, extremely productive. <laughs> uh, after the podcast over, don't everyone just hang up straight away because I'm going to show you my cool T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I'm not going to get it out. <laughs> That's super great for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's really good radio. Um, Sam will post a picture of his cool T-shirt on our social media platforms so that you can go check those out. I, sh- I, I should probably just do that. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe to us on... Wait, we're not on YouTube yet. Please rate us on the iTunes <laughs> store and also subscribe to us there. And, uh, like, I don't know, just tell your friends to listen to the podcast. Or whatever. We put some effort into this, and I feel like uh, we get better every time. Uh, so like you've listened to every episode, right? Are we getting better? The best way to find us is to draw a penis on your phone, she'll point it at your camera, and then search Google Images with it. <laughs> sure. The more I realistic the better. Um, <laughs> okay, so this week I've been your chairman, Sam. I didn't give anyone else any job titles today because I forgot. You gave me my That's job fine. title. <laughs> and, That's I mean, <laughs> That's not a job title. That's more of a way of life for you, Pat. Uh-huh. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, first off, let's. I'd like to thank our special guest, Cheska, for coming along and uh, giving us a little bit of something different in that we would never have spoken about a Japanese karaoke game. <laughs> so, thanks for coming along, and we hope to have you again. Thank you again for having me. It was really I'm speaking fun. speaking for everyone, but I do hope to have you. We hope to have you again. Yes. I think we yes. all do. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have our lovely. Oh, I was talking over people. No, it's it's okay. I was, um, yeah. Um, I uh, thank you for having me again, and um, I hope to join you sometime again in the future. 
We should have we could have a partners episode where we just all bring it we'll bring our partners on and mine will sit there and be very upset can that I, I've made it. Since I'm it. single, can I bring BB eight? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. It's if not a partner, can... but it's like my best friend. <laughs> I think BB eight counts as a partner. It's your partner in crime. Oh, I like that. <laughs> uh so uh Alex our great oh, make us very upset. I've been trying to outro oh. Alex for like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, where can people find you online? I've please. already told people where they can find me. They just have to draw a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how that's how you get him, like Beetlejuice. You just draw the dick. You got drunk three times though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Alex isn't that choosy. You can just do it once. <laughs> Alison, where can people find you online? Is there uh, any sort of ritual or? <laughs> yeah, there's an arcane practice. You have to go first. You go get a bunch of salt. Go to a mirror. No, uh, find me on Twitter: w r i t e r s e r e n y t y. And yeah, I, I tweet sometimes. How many times a week uh, on the podcast do you think? I wish I had a Twitter username that I didn't have to spell. Every single week, <laughs> you don't even know. Speaking of which, Erica, where can people find you on Twitter? Oh, on Twitter, uh, where you can find me at A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H, because you have to spell mine too. Um, I'm never changing it. Uh, Oh, also, my other podcast, Tempered Expectations. Very, very good podcast that I'm currently working on a logo for. I think it will be very cool. I'm excited Uh, about it. Thank you very much for doing that. You could find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw. That's Slaw spelled with a four instead of an A. Figure it uh, out. And our best boy, Pat. I am at JesterPC, and my uh, blog is over at GamingInConfidence.com. I finally finished that fucking God of War retrospective this week, so next week we'll be back to, uh, I don't know, more Talking random about shit. God of War. <laughs> I, I, I think really enjoyed reading it, I have to say. As somebody Thank who you. Play the games, it's been I think amazing. you should play the Detroit Become Human demo. Just saying. Basically, God of War. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, Chesco, where can everybody find you online if you want people to find you online? <laughs> uh, I guess you can Google Cheese Roca and because um, there's a lot. I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just uh, I guess you can find me on Instagram and um, uh I guess Twitter, but I don't post on Twitter that as much, and also on Twitch. All Cheese Roca, C H E E S E R O C A. So, yep. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and uh, I think there's one final thing that we thought we talked about randomly, but never actually caught, pulled up on. Uh, um, I think Erica and I talked about maybe doing a comic slash Marvel fix episode every like super infrequently but uh, when there's something to talk about yeah so, i've been up on my comic game recently been ooh, i'm totally not although i just caught up on the miles brown <laughs> spider-man yesterday so i'm fully up to date on that i'm i'm not up on my uh comics right now but i need to talk to people about uh how to do that infinity war oh. so <laughs> uh so, I, because I've been pretty much like sending Facebook messages to Sam for the past two days, yelling about it. So, uh, I think having it, getting that out in a podcast might be a good thing. Uh, I, I got a, a message at about two a.m. from Allison that was just "holy shit" in all caps, and then like 
20 minutes later, like the same thing. Holy shit, in all caps. <laughs> I mean, like, that was my reaction. And I sent that same message to like multiple people, by the way. Fine. Wow. I thought I was special. <laughs> I've talked to you more. I've talked to you more than anybody else about it. Well, yes. Kind of thing so. Um, yeah. So I think that at some point we may try and do a Marvel slash comic book fix and then uh, do something interesting with that. So if you're interested in that, let us know. And we'll, I mean, like four people listen to this podcast and we're all on it. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Which one of us on here isn't listening to it? Pat. Never definitely listening. Pat. <laughs> what do you mean? Like pulling it up on Google Play? No, I mean, to listen to it because I don't do that. <laughs> I would if I could. Google. <laughs> I mean, there's other podcast apps. Uh, speaking of which, this week we're sponsored. I can't by download Apple. those because Google will lock me out of my account. Oh. Weird. Apple never did that to me. I had iPhone for ten years. Pretty easy. But <laughs> sponsored by Apple. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. 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 I'm gonna poop. Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs>